0: I don't think so, but I thought I heard like a sound. But oh,
1: I don't know what that was. I don't think it was me. I, uh call me. Tell me if you hear it again. I hear some murmuring in the background, but I think it'll,
0: it'll probably not pick up. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, you'll be all right. Murmurs. Be the word "murmur" isn't it? It makes me think of murmur. Stephanie Meyer. Oh God everyone murmurs it makes me think of heart murmur oh that's that's you know i was gonna say that's uh less fun but at the same time i stopped myself yeah. i was like uh, actually i don't know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <this> poll. <laughs> uh, all right
1: hey we're here yeah macy have have <laughs> yeah have you ever done a topic that uh you got kind of You get
0: kind of bummed. You get a little disappointed in. Sure. I I mean, in the sense that I might be like, this is not as interesting as I thought it was going to be.
1: Okay. I think it's not quite like that because I still think it's interesting what I'm going to talk about. You guys, you've read the title. You already know. Uh, It just disappoints me in its legend versus Ah, practical application. Okay. Uh, If... If you feel me. And I know some people are going to get
0: mad at me because this is a very beloved thing. But we'll get there. You're building it up. I'm curious to know what you're talking about. Because I do not know. Because I have not seen the not yet to exist uh, title of the episode. I just. I wanted you to beg me. I am. I'm begging you. I'm on my knees, bro.
1: (laughs) I'm talking about Epsom salt.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. Epsom
0: salt um haven't we talked about these isn't that the springs that everybody would go to when they shit themselves please tell me we haven't done up some salt i'm pretty sure we've absolutely i think i covered up some no yeah no yeah no no i'm l- yeah i absolutely did episode 187 <gasps> no what yeah <laughs> Where I gotta scroll? It's one why didn't this come up? Yeah, because I remember that was the one with oh my the springs, god. and everybody would have to go shit in the bushes. This is fantastic! Oh my god, I I did it! I did it! I was the one that did we've it. We've been waiting on the day, and here's the gig, dude. I actually don't mind because it has been a minute, and a lot of people use these. Okay, so
1: whatever. I, I, I think I got a different side of it because I didn't. I didn't come across the the shitting There's episode. A lot of that um, yeah or i mean i didn't come across i didn't focus on it too much that's good uh i kind of uh whoa god oh my god this is awful everyone hates me now they I'm don't sure. i um, don't think
0: i don't think that they do but here's the thing dude i i sympathize and understand you because yes. my brain this past week has been a fucking joke and uh I have I, I don't usually just feel like I am in zero control of where my mind goes, but it's also vata aggravation season uh, and oh. as a vata predominant person, my brain, you know how I've talked about washing machine brain before uh oh yeah, it's that. and it's like, and I was talking to Hunter about it, and I, I was just like, I want to not feel like the going on in my brain right now, 24-7. I just feel like I can't hold on to my thoughts. And so my topic today is kind of a smattering. Like it's not tied together with a bow uh, or anything like that. And I don't even remember if I ended my notes adequately, um, to be honest. So this is is what's going on with both of us. This is just y'all are seeing our state of mind.
1: (laughs) Brother, this is going to be wonderful if this is your first time listening. If this is your first episode. It's a, this is not one. <laughs> us, we don't get to pick up thought. new
0: lists. Yeah, we just this is when we know everybody. We're either going to get an angry email, which usually if we're going to get an angry email, it's someone's yes. first ever episode with us. And uh yeah. or, or they're just going to dip. <laughs> I was listening with my family. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I didn't sh- think there would be casting. Uh, but uh, so listen, I think we just here's yeah. here's what I say. Here's um, my suggestion. Everybody. You just press forward. Listen, if you've got if you got some sleeves, roll them up. And if you've got some okay. hair that's up, take it down. And Ooh. this is we're just gonna take it easy today because I know that I need it. And uh the fact that we're re reduxing a topic makes me know that you need it. Um so bro. I'm down. Let's just let's just have some let's have some fun today, bro. Let me Let's have
1: some fun, and before we have fun, I must explain myself <laughs> uh I had a big bag of Epsom salt sitting on the counter uh because for a little while when Wetley was sick, Wetley's fine, everybody thanks for ice skin when Wetley was not doing well i was gonna i was I was gonna have to do an Epsom salt bath, which can be helpful to fish who are having uh like air uh what is it air bladder problems anyway they got turned out not to be the issue thing. Thank goodness. He need yeah, he needed to poot. So he didn't, that's all he did. He let a poot go. Uh, but he ended up not needing the uh the Epsom salt bath. So I had this big ass bag sitting on my counter and I was looking at it. And I was like, you know, I'm not really sh- I know it's not salt. I know it's not table salt. And I was like, but I'm not completely sh- I know there's magnesium in there. Um and I know there are people out there. Maybe see, I need you to back me up here. I know there are people out there who are like, how could how could you forget something that you spent a whole two hours talking about? But can you confirm with me that
0: it happens? And I You're, feel like yeah, content absolutely. creators. Yeah. I remember understand. I remember listening to podcasts before we ever made a podcast. And anytime like they would forget or they'd retell the same story or they would talk about something again. it... It is so Your easy to Jesus do because, Christ. yeah, I'd be like, what? You don't remember? You should know that. But while this is a pretty, these are these episodes are candid conversations between you and I, they are also performative. They have to be because we're having to do this in an organized way mm-hmm. to make sure we get an episode out. And when you're kind of in this space of performance, even though we act like to each other, like you and I, this is like how we talk to each other. It puts you in a space yes. to where you don't hang on to it as much as you think you do. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, exactly. It's it's not um, it's not sitting down and doing doing a study. Because I will say, I I remember my topics better than I remember yours, and I'm sure That's it's same same for, for me you, because there yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's the behind the scenes of putting the notes together and doing all the research and going yeah. into it and stuff. But um, yeah. Okay, so I hope I hope that this uh, that this will be okay for you guys. Uh, but like you said, if you've got hair, let it let it out. If you got dogs, put them up. You know, <laughs> the feet.
0: Yeah, um, I, it took me a second. I had to remember that was a term, and I was like, "What did do the dogs do, dude? <laughs> what
1: did the dog do?" I love when people call feet dogs i love it
0: man oh um, my dogs dogs are barking dogs are barking
1: let them dogs out uh today today's episode today's hair down dogs out rolled up sleeves what other what other things do you say to somebody uh, when you tell them to, to chill
0: uh uh relax your shoulders
1: Ooh, yeah today's yeah. relaxed shoulder episode goes to our patreon Patreon Sarah T. Sarah T. Sarah T. T. As in Tyrannosaurus.
0: Okay, here I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into what I've been doing in this uh, rain cabin fever madness that we have been, mm. we've been we've been under, yes. and not like light rain, serious rain for three calendar days. Uh, it's been raining for three days. It's oh terrible. God. I'm over it. I'm tired of it. Everything's soaking wet and flooded. But yesterday when I was just going absolutely stir crazy and bored, I decided to make a playlist of all of the scene music and just music I listened to when I was like ages 16 through 18. Because I never, How I never listen, I never listen to my old stuff, dude. Ever. Mm, like, mm, I don't know why. Mm, I don't know mm. if I'm just like, I just don't go there. But like, I did. And it was Really fun. And within the span of about 10 minutes, because I did full albums, I have like a 14-hour playlist. It's fucking kick ass. Um, but oh my God. all of that is to say. Did, did it take you back? Oh, absolutely, dude. Because after that, I immediately put on all of my rain gear and went for a two-mile-long torrential pissing <laughs> rain walk listening to this music. And it was actually, you know what? It was really great. I really, really, really enjoyed Good, it. it. But that is all to say. I hit shuffle on this playlist uh, to pick today's song. Uh, And anyone familiar with the 2011 kind of, uh, you know, hot topic music scene, you might, you might remember this one because, and it was funny. This is the song I was hoping to get and I got it. So that's a blessing in its own right. But it was Sarah T, right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right, here we go. I hope you're good tonight. Uh, And I know you don't feel right when I'm leaving. I could do the whole song, but I'm making myself uh, stop. (laughs) Because I want to keep going and do it and then do her part. And then do the ending. But I'm oh. going to make myself stop. But that's if it means a lot to you. Uh, buy a day to remember from the Homesick record. And listen, if y'all were into that, if you like a day to remember and listen, if you haven't just gone back to Homesick in a while, do it. It's good. Mm, mm, mm. I am a big fan of like,
1: I'll get on a kick and re-listen to super nostalgic music. Uh, And, and I what was it was it It was a hot fuzz i think i plopped on recently and just ate the entire thing up and just remembered the first time like being in the car with my parents and i remember driving through dallas and like looking up at the you know the big skyscrapers and just and just hearing
0: that album for the first time and just being Mm. like
1: this is something this is something
0: I get that. Um, I totally get that. I have a similar experience seeing Dallas buildings and seeing landscapes in Dallas uh, with Panic at the Disco's Pretty Odd oh, because that was when Rustin blew his knee out for the second (laughs) time. And we were always having to go back and forth to orthopedic surgeon Uh appointments. And we were always driving around Dallas. And that was when that record became Mm. my life. And all I did was listen to it for a year straight. Um,
1: Another one. Uh, I forget the name of the album, but the very first Mumford and Sons that
0: came out—I remember, dude. Sign no more. That's sign no, no more. more. Thank you. I wore those wheels off. Yeah, yeah, yeah two, two, so Love much that, that like
1: I had to take a full between the time of me wearing the wheels of that album album off, and it hasn't been that long as some of the other ones, but between the time that came out and now, there has been zero interaction with me because you know every once in a while you'll pop on you'll hear a little good old r track or whatever right but like that one i listened to so much that i couldn't hear it without being a
0: little sick and now it's it's <laughs> it, finally it did. Listen, i listened to it it's good i listened to it a lot i'm i'm a, out a loud and proud uh like bluegrass fan It's my favorite genre of music. I love it. I love an acoustic band that has bluegrassy instruments involved in it. I love a stand-up fucking bass. I love a banjo. Uh, And I was 17 when that record came out. And I remember listening to it in high school and just being like... And it was in the midst of my scene phase. And I just remember something so deep in me getting plucked. And I was just like, oh, I (laughs) love... Like, I don't just like this. Like, this is... This is something serious. And and here it is to this day. I've got I've got a I've got so much bluegrass and folk music that I that I roll through. I love it so much.
1: Wow. Okay, Macy,
0: you go first today. I didn't even ever say what I was talking about because you didn't ask. I didn't ask. I got so wrapped up in my own shame and embarrassment. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm so figured. sorry. What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> So, I am talking today. I, I don't even really know what my final title is going to be uh, yet. But kind of, we're getting we're getting into the. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, Dude, that would be.
1: That's the only thing that would make me feel better right now.
0: At that point, we would just need to shut shut it down. Starting tomorrow. But, yeah, we're
1: we're ending the show. If you guys have stuck around long enough that you know what we're talking about right now, uh, claps claps to
0: you, snaps, big ups. Let me. Oh, so I I titled my uh document weather magic, but we're we're getting a little I, a lot of this today wound up being because again my brain is a disorganized just absolute tornado right now. And what was really holding my attention this week was folklore. I was really enjoying uh, folklore, past beliefs, mm. practices of influencing the weather, uh, trying to work with the weather in magic and things like that. So we kind of jump uh, around the world in different places today talking about the weather and how it has been influenced in the past or attempted to be influenced by a magical ways and it's since it's been raining for three solid days it just it got me thinking about it you know and uh the weather it like i, I started the first day that we had that was such an intense rain got me think. and then it's just like i've been thinking about weather magic all the while just kind of putting info together over the days uh but i i, I don't even think it has a conclusion again i think it's just kind of a smattering of examples of folklore because i'm a mess hey that's That's fine. That's hella interesting.
1: And also, that's just how sometimes building these topics work. Like you start with an idea, and they just sort of morph and become what they are at the end. And you just kind of you're along for the ride. So um, please, please tell me about weather magic and or folklore.
0: So we've talked in the past a lot. I know in a couple of the (laughs) runes... I just like how you said that, like a threat. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. You better sit and listen. (laughs) We, in the past, especially runic episodes, we've talked a lot about uh, how the weather to people in past generations, ancestors, et cetera, the weather was a big fucking deal. And while, and it's funny, there's kind of like a a perpendicular correlation, I feel like, because they needed the weather app way more than we do. And even though we don't need it as much nowadays, we have the weather app at our disposal. And it's funny to me. It sucks. But like back in the day, I mean, the weather, a bad night or day of weather could lead to your ruin, complete and utter ruin, and maybe your death, unfortunately. So Dude, if I had crops, if I had crops out right now? Yes. Yes. And a lot of ways that can happen. Do you have a late freeze that kills your seedlings? Or do you have a late summer hailstorm that flattens everything out? Who the fuck knows? But you hope you have none of it because it's all a big deal and you don't want any of it. (laughs) And this is like the, you know, that we got into with, uh, you know, uh, Hagalas and uh getting into getting into that with hail and and all of that and the the rain the rain can rot your roots out mm. if you get too much rain your plants can rot from the ground in so there's just so many ways that the weather was at the forefront of people's minds back then way more than now like we check it sure we're going to be like i need what am i going to wear today you know but like it's not like is the weather going to lead to my demise today odds mm. are no right <laughs> yeah and I mean, with the exception of
1: extreme,
0: right? You know, uh, t- tornadoes, and yes. you know, whatever, but it we gotta generally we got a roof over our head, you know, and and things like that that are going to keep us safe too, because that's a whole other thing. Like the rain and the weather and the storms and the winds, all of these things can really pack a punch together, and uh, it's just. I've been thinking a lot about rain and rainwater and weather and the ground accepting it and how this all goes together. Because, like, right now, like I said, I went for a walk yesterday and I put, like, my mud boots on and had, like, my rain slicker on and really just went for it. And even in places that didn't have standing water, I was sinking. It is saturated. Mm. The whole world is saturated. The ground has done all it can do. And it can do no more. And so now it's just like a surplus. And I mean, every time I've looked out my window the past days, it's just like I'm in it's like I'm in fucking like the Truman show. And my windows are just a screen that they've programmed because it is an unchanging. It doesn't fluctuate. (laughs) It stays exactly the same torrential downpour for days. And it's just wild. And that's a lot of power like a lot it isn't necessarily like a blowing in fury of a storm but this is just a long slow dump and listen there's power in that like big time <laughs> and uh, and you think it you think the dump's done buddy it's not it's still coming you're still in it you're in it right now mm. and mm. it's dump. gonna keep dumping until it decides that it's ready to stop dumping, and I, I just, I really, may, I, that was when I decided to just go out into it. I was like, I'm just going to be in this wet, sloppy rain and see what it see what it does to me. And I'm just going to go go see what it does. And that was what I've just. I'm excited to touch on this. I've been living in the rain, talking about the rain, feeling the rain, thinking about the rain, and here we are. This episode's involving the rain the weather and but mm, i i want to know i want to know i want to know have you ever seen the rain i wanna know uh i have i've seen nothing but the rain and i would actually not mind not seeing it uh so i'm glad that today seems to at least be dry ish which is good uh so we do know one thing that we do know is well, I guess I shouldn't say that because we're all at different levels of our practice. But uh you do learn, I remember learning pretty early on, you know, the concept of storm magic and storm water and, and things like that kind of when you're you're doing you're learning stuff and I I love the concept I love the idea of weather magic and utilizing the power of weather and your own workings and not only is that power available to our harnessing it has been harnessed uh or attempted to be harnessed controlled uh what have you by people pretty much since the beginning of time because the weather seemingly has a will of its own and Folk magic regarding the weather is and was abundant. And back in the day, a lot more so, I would say, again, just because the stakes were a lot higher. But funny little historical tidbit here. While magic was long outlawed in a lot of places, and we're talking back in like the 15, 1500s and, you know, the getting, getting, on, getting on back. Uh, it, uh, y- you know, it. There was exceptions, right? And so here I have a law. This, is a, this was a law that I found today. And so this was from the, uh, the Christian empire. And this was made by Constantine. So oh. put this out, right? And it was talking about, you can't, listen, cannot have Matt. We're not, no magic. It's, we're not doing it, except if you live in a <laughs> rural area and you grow the grapes that are going to be my wine. Then you guys, magic away. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because here's the words. Steps taken in country districts that there may be no apprehension of heavy rain when the grapes are ripe. Or that they may not be dashed to pieces by the force of hailstones. So, or hailstorms. So, in the country places, y'all that grow all my grapes, like, eh, y'all can do a little something something. You know. I need my wine. I love... A
1: good, a a good uh, exception. I love a good exception for personal reasons. Yes.
0: Yes. A complete obvious abuse of power. Yes. Through and through. A hundred, yeah. Can you imagine? And so there, there's a lot of different varieties of magic uh, involving the weather. One, weather divination. So some of these we might be a little familiar with. One, Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky sailor's at morning. Sailor's warning, right? So we've all we've all heard things like that. And one, did you know that's rooted in the Bible? Did you know that's where that saying comes from? Oh, it's from the Bible? No. No, me neither. I knew it was in midnight mass. Oh, so it makes sense. Everything good is in midnight mass. So Matthew, <laughs> Matthew six uh chapter sixteen, verses two through four, King James Version is what I what I got today from Bible.com. Did you know there's a Bible.com? <laughs> Okay, yeah. So according to Bible.com... How is the
1: web design on
0: uh, Bible.com?
1: I'm going right now.
0: I was not there for long, brother. Um, And so here here we go. Here's this verse. uh, Goodness, my tongue. Matthew uh, is the book of Matthew. Chapter 16, verses two through four. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. So it's basically saying if sky's red in the morning, you're fucked. If it's red in the night, have yeah. a good time, you know? And this isn't a red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. Dude, I almost I, I put it in my notes, but I backspaced it out because it wasn't about the weather technically, because it was about a bunch of dead orcs. But <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, I also, and this is, uh, speaking of memory lapses of things that we should remember, but don't, I have the story of, and I don't remember, is it Kaliuk? Oh, yeah. cal, cal, how do you say the, you covered Kaliuk? Because I did not, and I don't remember how you pronounce the name. Do you? Spell it? The The winter hag who collects oh. firewood. Um, But I... Kali oh, Kali- gosh. oh my gosh, I don't remember. Don't yeah. remember. And I had, like, it, uh, I had it, I had it in my notes to get the pronunciation. But again, I can't do anything this week. It just, I just can't. And yeah, uh, but we have the story of you know the so this is kind of the uh, parallel, the origin kind of of Groundhog Day right, to where she goes out and collects firewood on February 1st in bulk, which is coming up, by the way. Uh, Get ready for your in bulk. I forget it every year. It's one of the ones that I cannot make myself remember is coming. And then I see everybody's beautiful in bulk stuff in the group. And I'm like, motherfucker, I did it again. So I'm going to try to not do that this time. I like it because of all the milk. I want I know, dude, and I love milk. And like, I, I just, I got to get, I got to get in on it. So February 1st, that's the day. So I hate that I did not, Kaliak, I hate that I did not look that up. But she goes. I hate
1: that I don't remember. Uh, she goes but out. I know
0: it's it's one of those that is different. Yeah. It appears. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Cause it's, it's got like a, it's got like a Gaelic look to it or, and I'm like, I know that you don't sound like how you look. None of, none of it ever does. And so, yeah. uh, but if we can recall. If the weather is really nice on that day, she's going to collect so much goddamn firewood that winter can go on forever if it needs to because she can keep herself warm. But if the weather is shitty, she might stay inside and she might rest that day. But that means she didn't get to collect all of her firewood that would really be adequate for a good long winter so winter will be shorter and you can see that kind of is like the the birthing ground of the the chonky little groundhog that may or may not see its shadow so it's like
1: we're we're wanting a a shitty you want a shitty day
0: in bulk you want a shitty in bulk yeah 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 which is good because odds are you will because it's february and that's the worst goddamn month of weather it's it's the most volatile springtime Whoa. It's like everybody born in February. Well, I say that I I say that as someone born on January 26th, I the weather in my month sucks. It's I has so many birthdays that I had that I wanted to be outside I couldn't be because oh shit there's ice on the ground. Whoops. Like it just it's very unpredictable. It's we're in winter but by come in February like it's not spring yet, but you get that volatility that comes from that transition period and I just feel like odds are you might get you're probably gonna get some shit weather on february 1st so it's a good thing Whoa. and i like to think that's on purpose too because this is weather divination and i like to think that when the rules were kind of made every it, you're hoping to get the higher percentage of those days and it's just like well maybe the cloudy days are the ones we want yeah <laughs> I, huh. you know this could be a We can make this work, guys. And so there's countless different methods of predicting the weather like this across all kinds of different cultures. Because humans basically forever, the the weather has been incorporated into mythology because the weather was a part of life. It was so integral to existence. And I know a popular one around here that I've always heard growing up is if you take a persimmon. And you take the seed and you split the seed in half and there's a little spoon shape in the in the material of the seed, then we're gonna have a shitty winter because the seed's a snow shovel. So that's oh. that's that's just a folk thing that I've heard forever. You know, Never and whether or not it's true. Ever have
1: I heard this.
0: Yeah. And you look for the you look for the sure. spoon, and if you see the spoon, it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough winter seeing the spoon in there. I've seen one with a spoon in it. It's interesting. Uh Is I don't it know if it's a rough winter? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I've only had one instance of eating a persimmon itself, and it wasn't ripe, and it was one of the weirdest experiences of my life. So I've not been exposed to persimmons <laughs> very much. Uh, so apparently, I, um, oh, not apparently. Oh, sorry, I was in the wrong spot. So a very common country one. I mean, super common country one that apparently i saw was rooted in appalachia uh don't know if that's the case or not but i like one of the sources stuck it there uh but it's definitely prevalent here too i've heard it my entire life is that when a storm is coming the cows are gonna lie down and i've grown i've grown up with this being shared as complete and utter truth it's truth and oftentimes Mm -hmm. it is correct there's cows all around me There's cows sometimes across the street, sometimes not, depending on rotation of the pasture. And a lot of the time you do see them all kind of lay down. And apparently it's not like proven. Uh, There's theories as to why this is, you know, from maybe barometric pressure, making them kind of want to lay down. But point is, again, when your whole livelihood depended on what the weather did, of course people are going to try to establish some sort of clarity and control or prediction even if it's not accurate it's something to plan for you know something to do in a situation in which in reality we're kind of helpless really and mm. i just think generally back then is best to plan for the worst best to have a plan something and it provided a sense of certainty and direction even if that was just to help provide that peaceful feeling of well i'm not helpless i'm doing something i i can i can chase this plan And uh, there are lots of different cultural rituals to bring on the rain. Uh, Native American rituals uh, have been practiced for generations to bring on the rain to influence the weather in uh, different ways, depending on the ritual at hand. And uh, I found an interesting article on learning religions uh, that was sorting a book written on uh, just written about like Nebraska folk weather magic and it was talking about how basically the the settlers there like the the white settlers that it were in Nebraska it was like the attitude was like well the native americans like control the weather so let's try to control the weather you know Whoa. yeah and so it okay. it, it led to uh. <laughs> it it led to group prayers you know to try to influence the weather because it was kind of like a, well if they're doing it mm. Maybe we should do it, but they're all awful. I hate those guys, but maybe we should do what they're doing. You know, yeah, we're going to do it. Do we do it better? We're going to do, do it. Do it better the right way. Whitely. Yes. And so you know, it, the group prayers began to be, you know, would take place to try to bring on rain during periods of drought or or, you know, times of the like when the weather needed something had to give, you know, uh, and. An Appalachia. Something's got to give. (laughs) Dude? Thank you. Okay, I I had to stop. I was like, what is that from? Then I remembered, something's got to give. And then I thought of that little cockatiel (laughs) that (laughs) sang it. Did you ever see the video of that like bird singing Let the Bodies Hit the Floor? It's a great time. (laughs) Yeah. It's so dude, his little death scream is so cute. I love it. He loves it so much. So back to Appalachia uh and some of y'all out there will need to help confirm this because I tried to chase this down but because of other kind of keywords in this practice I could only find one answer that wasn't related because apparently there's a practice called whistling up the wind and Mm. This is perhaps a gift that you might have. You know, you can. You might be a gift. You, you're gifted in whistling up the wind, and you do this to bring. Uh, you're you're bringing the wind in. So whether this is you know you bring the storm that way, or it's just been very stagnant. I from how I was under like you're just you're bringing in the wind, and you do it via whistling. And I tried to dig deeper than that. But if you use the word whistling and Appalachia together, all you get is a bunch of all cap stuff saying (laughs) don't whistle at night. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it, you know. Um, But I'm curious to know if y'all have uh, heard of this practice of whistling the wind just because I had a hard time finding it because the whistling at night thing is global, which is very, very interesting. I mean, there's Korea, Turkey, China, Canada, all over the world do not whistle at night. And I got to make myself like really remember that. Cause as someone who is a whistler and I'm a good whistler and I don't even do it consciously a lot of the times, like I always, I got to make myself remember that one, you know? Um, (laughs) And I I made myself like a little, like so the (laughs) other night. Definitely not outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and like, so I left something in my car The other night, and I needed to walk outside, like, go across the deck and get on the ground and walk out to my car. And I was whistling, because I whistle all the time. And I was just kind of whistling, and I was walking across the deck, and I went down the stairs. And then in the space between my foot leaving the last step and going to the ground, I remembered. And immediately, the moment my foot, I just stopped. It was like the moment it hit the ground, because my porch, (laughs) my porch is still, I feel like, that's that's my domain, my deck, Uh. you know. But, like, I, the moment my foot touched the ground, my brain, like, took the reins and was like, stop! And I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, stop, criminal there, scum! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is
0: uh, the tool... There's a tool called a bull roarer, which you might not know the name of, but if you watched fucking... What is it? Crocodile Dundee that he used one? Was that... Or was that... uh I don't remember the other name. There was a movie that wasn't Crocodile Dundee that was kind of similar like a spin-off and I cannot remember the name. But it's a it's a piece of wood that's tied to a string and you spin it around your head and it does like this woo, wow 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 kind oh. of kind of sound. Um there is the practice of uh working with a broom to Influence the weather, to influence the wind. Uh, you can get a besom and swing the besom around your head to swirl the air, hell to get yeah. the air beginning to swirl hell and hell circulate, yeah. which sounds fucking sweet as hell. I want to do it. And uh, so, uh, uh, apparently, I did see is generally when you are working with the wind, you want to keep your hair loose because knots traditionally are used to bind the wind. So you want to keep your hair down and loose. I remember uh, that. To kind of bring that energy in. From the in. not episode. See? And there you go. That was a topic you did. A... I didn't do it. Didn't remember it. God damn it. Yep. It just slips right out, bro. I so,
1: almost forgot for a second
0: what was what, what I've done today. And now I'm re-upset. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to have a fun time. It's going to be a good okay. time. Good. Put your dog up. So, According to uh, De Lamis Libre, which translates to a book on witches written in 1577 oh. uh, by the Dutch physician and demonologist Johan <laughs> Uh Yes, legitimate. Isn't that great? Physician yes. and demonologist. Uh, so,
1: so, so just absolutely normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so this from uh, from this was a a bit of uh, weather magic saying that witches were said to bring rain by casting flint stones behind their backs towards the west or flinging a little sand into the air or striking a river with a broom. And so sprinkling the wet of it towards heaven or stirring water with the finger in a hole in the ground, which is my personal favorite. (laughs) Okay. And this was and this was to do what? To uh bring rain. Mm, mm, mm. And lastly, boiling hogs bristles in a pot. So broad range of options. It seems
1: there. like there are so many easier things to do than the boiling
0: of the hog. Dude, yeah, like go smack a broom in the river and sling the water up. It sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> but that actually does sound like a really we do. good time. Go it sounds it like right a right. really fun time. Yeah. And we see the broom brought up again here, this time not stirring the sky, but stirring up the waters. And I've not really thought of all these broom uses before of like using your beesom like that as like a wand for a the big, weather, giant which wand. is really cool. And I'm just imagining myself like smacking my beesom in the, in the puddles <laughs> that I'm into it. <laughs> So uh, another old method for uh, bringing rain was to uh, pour water through or over a sieve or a sieve, like uh, ones that you would use for grain, kind of like, and and you would pour water through it onto stone. Now, uh, the stones, generally, it seems you want to be... Magical stones, like standing stones or stones associated with the folk. So we're talking kind of, we're getting kind of old world here with old standing stones. You know, like fucking Scotland and British Isles and shit. Hell yeah, and hell yeah. uh, So you'd might you would want to use those, but say you don't got some stones that belong to the folk, uh, but instead you got your hearth. Hey, hearths are important hearths are powerful. You can use your hearth if you needed to do that in instead. So either way, you'd pour the, the water through the sieve onto the stones or fling it using your broom. I saw specified oftentimes made out of heather while saying charms or praying incantation to bring on the rain. I think about it when I pray for oh. rain. Love or you could just boil a hog. Hog whiskers? Hog beard? Hog hog beard? Hog's head cheese. Like they're... Ooh, though. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't want to boil it. I just want to eat it. But I'd do it if I had to.
1: Is there hog's head hogshead hog's head cheese?
0: I mean, I've heard of head cheese, but... Ew. Wait, is that... Listen... Did my brain go somewhere that it wasn't supposed
1: to? Sorry.
0: Yeah, not dick cheese... Oh, okay, and that's geez. exactly what I thought. Different things. So Heather has long been associated with the rain. And I believe it, considering like how prevalent it is in unbelievably rainy places like Scotland, I, it makes sense. And Heather would be also mm. utilized in incense blends. And I found a recipe on uh, Old World Apothecary that sounded very interesting. And you, they would utilize Heather, Henbane, and Fern And grind it together and create an incense to lure the rain in. I was like, that's cool. I like that. So. That's sick. There's bringing the rain in. But what if you want to tell the rain, please, not me. I don't need you right now. Please avoid me. And. Okay. Okay. Again, when we return back to Appalachia. Because listen, we're talking folk magic, and it just oozes out of there. It just it's there's so much, and so every source I kept finding would be like in Appalachia, and I was like, okay, here we are. Okay, and all right, this let's is go. A, uh, Also, also the Ozarks, apparently. Uh, so this is awesome, you guys. I'm so into this. I it, I want to I want to do this. Um, so one spell specifically is you can take an axe that you have used to chop wood or a hatchet and uh, you hold it above your head and you basically run okay. s- kind of you could scream if you want or but you just <laughs> run with it above your head oh, like yeah. you're attacking you run all the way to the edge of your property presumably to the edge of a field or a garden oh. that you're looking to protect and you you like slam the axe Shh. into the ground right there boom I mark this spot to be protected, and sounds uh, fucking awesome. I'm in, and uh, you can awesome. use a pocket knife as well. Dangerous, but dangerous. What if, what if you
1: live in like a second story apartment?
0: I mean, um, you would really you just run to your balcony and throw an axe off of your balcony. <laughs> Oh, don't do it! But okay now, don't try it. Uh, yeah, and just be one. Be very careful running with a bladed object, like Always. of any kind. In an fact, axe can fuck you up. F- Our shared great grandmother got f- fucked up by an axe. Uh,
1: official. T- oh my god, I had forgotten. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, official Waba uh, stance is do- is to not do it. But legally,
0: if you do do it, don't be, don't be dumb. But, you but know. don't do it. Do it in a full suit of armor. <laughs> full metal plating. Yeah, it'd be great. Sake. So uh, apparently, though, like in a lot of uh, workings in Appalachia, people would be specifically gifted at this. Like this would be a gift. This cle it is considered mm. cleaving the storm. When you slam that axe into the ground, oh. you were cleaving the storm in two to go around you. That's the premise apparently, okay. which is awesome. So there's a belief that a succulent called hen and chick uh can can be planted on the roof to help protect your house from lightning. But you better not destroy it. You better. I, mean, I was just like immediately. I was like the fact that I can't keep succulents alive. I immediately got paranoid about this. But like you want to keep it <laughs> alive. You want to keep it up there. You want to keep it happy. Um, but lightning is certainly a phenomenon. That people would have liked to avoid. Striking their wooden homes or trees nearby. Mm-hmm. That could burn their home down mm-hmm. or fall on their home. So. Of course. There's ways to use the water of the storm itself. Again, collecting rain or stormwater to use in your magical workings. We've talked about this a good deal. Uh, The rain that we have had these past days would be a great spell addition for like a long, slow working that you know is going to take time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a quick deal. It's going to be a long con, so to speak. And,
1: you know, well, it has well, fallen well, layer
0: upon layer. Oh, slow burn. That's my favorite kind of magic. And the rain has been this way. It is just unrelenting, layer after layer, saturating without cessation. And that is a useful power to harness. So you can utilize storm water from that. You can use storm water to anoint your tools in a casting or, you know, in a working that you are doing. You can add storm water to a bath and you can collect like a little jar of storm oh. water and you can pour it in your bubble bath. And, uh, I like, I'm I'm partial to that. Ooh. You know, I've got a big old, I've got a big old bathtub and just a little jar of storm water ain't going to, you know, I mean, like, assuming it's not like acid rain, but you know, and it, yeah. it's nice. I like it because I feel like I'm infusing my bath water with storm, which is, I like it. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you give you that Lieutenant You can. vibe. Yes. It's all I want with storms. I feel that way every time. And I, uh, you can use it. You can use it to uh, symbolize water as a a, like the water element in a working. Uh, You can offer it as, or it can be an offering to water, obviously, water for water. And you can save stormwater and utilize it to help bring rain during times of drought. So perhaps you need to be the storm. And... You need to draw the power of the water. And as so, I don't know if it's the case everywhere. My, uh, I had a boss tell me who was from uh, Connecticut that our storms down here are different. Uh, they, they're, they're hmm. There's a wildness to especially a storm in a Texas summer. It's bananas. And it is yeah. a really intense feel. And yeah, it's a whole sensory experience because you feel the winds first and then you might smell it. You might oh, smell it dude, coming. It's on the wind. Part. It's not strong yet. I know the scent. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a sense of anticipation. You smell it in the air. The air then cools down a little bit as the wind picks up and everything will oftentimes then get. Still, with like this sense of anticipation, the mo, you know, it just stops, and then the wind will pick up again, and the leaves all clatter together and make this cacophony—the sound as it just like it draws the storm, and then the clouds get darker, and it just this beast approaches. And here, oftentimes in Texas, it doesn't have a lead-in; it's just snap your fingers, the rain is pouring, pissing rain. you turn the tap on and it's we have wild storms and i love them i love them so much yeah but it's a it's just that power you know and so sometimes you might want to save some of that power for when you need it when you need to you know what maybe people need to fucking hear you coming you know like Mm. you need to channel that state and uh Come in, you know, like just make your statement, make your presence known. Leave with a bang, and come in, and everybody's expecting you, you know. And uh, whoa, you need it. So that's that good wild storm water, and that's your range of storms, you know. Like there's there's gentle storm water, there's wild volatile storm water, there's long sloppy dumpy storm water, like we've been having the past, you know, different days. And so you can use them that way. And I recommend especially if it's in a safe covered place, good enough covered at least, go stand out in it. Let that rain fall on you. Mm -hmm. Especially in summer, dude. When we get a rare storm in the summer, especially when we hit like the August dry period, I'm out in that fucking rain. I'm in it. Because it's also warm a lot of the time. And like I, dude, it's so delicious. Getting, just allowing yourself to be like, I'm just going to let this rain soak me. I'm just going to let it, saturate me yes. i'll go change when i'm done whatever i'm just going to let this happen and it's also just kind of a good release of control and just let it fall and something about that so deeply cleansing to be cleansed by the rain because it's a choice it, a lot of the time taking taking a shower after that is oh, like a little different
1: it's a yes. whole different thing cuz even if it's warm even if it's summertime it it can it's cooling you know um and you can yeah. get it get a bit of a chill and then, then to jump in a hot shower
0: and it's still raining outside oh my god take you a nap after yeah. blast off yeah self-care man because you had a good self-care. energy clean you got cleansed by that rain so yeah. you're gonna want to take just take a little you know what cozy up afterwards mm. and just rest you did some good work here you did good work you know take a <laughs> you rest you deserve it i ha- have a little nap as a treat and it, that's what I got. That's everything on Storm Magic. There's a ton more. I didn't even get to go into whole chunks of the world. Uh because there was just so much there. So there's a whole bunch more. I could we could dip back into Storm Magic again. Listen. Who knows? But there there it is. Go let the rain uh, you get know, you wet. Maybe in like 2 or 3 years you'll forget you I'll did forget. This. Yeah. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah.
1: See? <laughs> it's pre-planning come back and we'll talk about it um using that as the segue i'm gonna talk to you now about epsom salt again awesome do it sort of i i'm so nervous now because like I, i feel like this is i feel like i'm gonna miss something big you know what i mean and people are gonna be
0: like charlie didn't say it and this episode, you know, I just, I'm nervous. I'm nerval. Here we oh, go. I expect it. This is my, this is, this is not my best work. Is this this st- is not our best work. We're just, <laughs> we're surviving.
1: All right. I'm going to, I'm going to start with the chemical composition of Epsom salt, magnesium sulfate. So Epsom salt, and I'm also mm-hmm. talking a little bit about the difference between Epsom salt and table salt, because guess what? Epsom salt isn't really salt it's just called that epsom salt okay. is comprised of magnesium sulfur and oxygen whereas your table salt is comprised of sodium and chloride ions okay epsom salt has a bitter taste while table salt has that signature salty taste that is associated with sodium chloride epsom salt does not have now i looked this up specifically for for just reasons later epsom salt does not have significant odor absorption properties unlike table salt and other other such salts that does help to absorb baking soda yeah and and help with the odor uh now epsom salt does have certain absorption but not odor absorption, and I have seen that in places before, be like, put some Epsom salt in your fridge and it'll help with the stank. It won't, but it will help with some Mm. other things. We'll get there. Epsom salt is not intended for large, like, quantity consumption. Um, It is primarily used to be, you know, externally in your baths um, and plants like it certain other medical treatments Mm -hmm. uh and there is a there is a a a reason for consuming uh we'll get there but as with anything that you consume and put into your body please know what you're doing uh read the instructions look it up talk to your doctor don't take us as you know i'm not i'm not a dentist so the history the discovery was in a place called epsom
0: springs now this is apparently the shit town that we have talked about before Oh, which big time, big time (laughs) shitting, shitting right and left.
1: And uh, there was there was a farmer in Epsom and around the 17th century who noticed that his cows would drink from certain places, but not from others. So he looked into it. He uh, took a little sippy sip of the water and it was like, oh, bitter. What is this? Starts to look into it. And then we realize the water that comes from this spring. It seemed to have these remarkable healing properties um you know if you needed to shit and you drink this water oh boy you sure would now it was found later to have high levels of magnesium sulfate uh so people started using it for its laxative effects primarily but also its ability to relieve aches and pains and as a fun little aside did we talk about the epsom derby last time I don't know if we did, but I don't remember horses in this town gained some worldwide fame uh, because there's this annual horsing horse racing event called the Epsom Derby started in the 18th century. And the town, because of its association with Epsom salt and salt in the spring, you know, and stuff like that, uh, people started gossiping that, well, you know, the only reason that these horses are so good, the only reason that they're better is because they drink that Epsom water. And it rejuvenates them. That's the only reason. Great. Of um, Sure. <laughs> but, the, you know, they became, <laughs> no, prized for their racing horses. So, uh, as the popularity okay. of Epsom salts, or the Epsom spring water at least, uh, grew, entrepreneurs, these little, these flim flam man starts to come around. And
0: mm-hmm. they
1: found out that if you evaporate this water... Uh, you're able to crystallize the magnesium sulfate. And that is what became known as Epsom salt. The crystallization and the evaporation and the fact that it came from water from a spring, all very similar to salt. So kind of that's how it got that that suffix, I guess, of salt, even though it is not technically salt. Uh, And it Blasted off super popular because now guess what it's easy to transport you don't have to go to epsom and travel to this magical spring yeah you don't have to try to cart it around in like buckets and bottles and all these precarious
0: you know things yeah. that
1: you're you're doing to, to store
0: water i remember i remember there were really shitty rivalries involved and people like would be like they had this spring and then they had this spring and there i just remember there was a lot of petty rivalries of like well i need to sell my spring water yes. well i need to sell my spring
1: water we're seeing a lot of pop-ups of what you might call a snake oil salesman um and mm. it, what we've seen from springs like this all over the world when something like this kind of crops up it gets uh a reputation you know it, it gets a, like crazy water from for mineral wells you know any any thing that pops up it Mm -hmm. becomes this almost this fountain of youth style acclaim that people want to grab hold of and try to profit off of um so Mm. i want to talk about some of the remedies that people were using this water for and eventually the salt for in the you know uh the 18th century even though it was discovered in the 17th century and from everything i saw this isn't a case of uh them using this water, drinking this water and not knowing why it works and being like, well, today we know it's because of the magnesium. Well, they already knew that like that from everything I've seen, this was not a mystery, uh, which I thought was kind of, kind of Mm. cool because usually it it takes a while for people to like look into things (laughs) and understand why it works and how it works. But uh, there was not much mystery to this stuff. It's just the existence of it, the plentifulness of it. Um, And then, of course, people come along and they start, you know, touting and word of mouth and everything. But here's what people wanted to get their hands on this stuff for in the beginning. And you're going to notice that a lot of these carry through to today. But first and foremost, Epsom salt was recognized for its laxative effects, and it became one of the most common home remedies and even doctor prescribed remedies for constipation. Uh, Because you would only have to ingest a small amount of it dissolved into water to promote plentiful bowel movements. Now, if I remember, Mm -hmm. wasn't the story that people would just sort of run off into the bushes to to go shit? They would go here and drink. From all over the world, people came over. I don't know the world, but at least the country (laughs) would come and drink this water and then just shit for days in the bushes. Um, Yes. Which seems like contaminative. I, I don't know topical,
0: I don't see how people weren't just getting dysentery all right the and time left.
1: and if you and if you were yeah. i I don't know topical applications, so the water from the spring and then later the, the crystallized form uh have been used for topical applications that help uh everything from sunburns to um mm. uh, uh not echinacea eczema cheese and psoriasis. Uh, even minor wounds and just kind of like small infections that you may not like, even back then you're probably, you may not die from, but like you sure want them to, to heal up. Uh, so bathing in Epsom salt became Mm -hmm. really popular. People would bathe in it. Uh, and it, it started to, people started to say, Hey, when I do this, my muscles feel real good. My muscles feel real good. Must be some of that magnesium in the water. Um, And let's see how I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Okay, yeah, Queen Victoria. I feel like every time we we turn around, we're talking about Queen Victoria. Queen Vicky was said to be a fan (laughs) of the Epsom salt bath. Super fan of the Epsom salt bath. And this contributed to the popularity of Epsom water and Epsom salt among the upper class, the upper crust. So naturally Mm. as happens the idea of adding this to your bath became like there was this touch of um luxury to it this touch of regalness and and stat Mm. status uh and let's see do 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 epsom salts uh also back then had their place in agriculture agriculture as it does today uh because people would um mix it into the soil mix it into the manure they would dilute it in water and uh put it onto plants where this is something you would never really do with like a salt salt because you know what is it what they say in the simpsons i salted the earth of my enemies so nothing would ever grow again um don't Mm. don't pour salt usually onto I I don't know if there's like exceptions to that rule but the Epsom salt since it has such high levels of magnesium it's really good for certain crops and we'll get into that later but it would it would on the whole improve a crop yield so another little cute thing I found is in Epsom England uh, where Epsom salt gained popularity uh, there was a tradition known as the Epsom salt dash and I don't know if this is a thing that still goes goes on i i assume maybe in epsom they might still do it but um it involved people racing while carrying these big ass bags of epsom salt and it was sort of like a feat of a feat of strength or endurance and in my head i'm like are we sure it's not just like queen vicky like trying to get people to haul all of this epsom salt somewhere but
0: it was the make it make it a, make make it it a game. game you yeah. know like
1: when your mom would sit at the head of the pool and she'd throw pennies in and we'd have to go find them and it kept us busy for hours yeah um
0: well it was like that time it was like the time that we needed to get the algae off of the inside oh of the God. pool and and this is probably good i i we had a blast yeah doing this like I just want to be very clear with this like we weren't forced to do this but we were given soft bristle brushes and we both were good divers you know we could hold our breath for a long time and we could just be like if you want like take this soft bristle brush if you want to like get the corners of the pool like and go like and it's the best time dude we loved it it was super fun so it was like it was made like a a fun thing yeah I didn't bother but you
1: you make you make something a party you make it an event things will get done I, I, I don't know if that's for sure but that's my theory so we have plenty of mon- mundane uses for magnesium or at least touted uh, mundane uses uh because we say hey the magnesium in epsom salt it can be absorbed through your skin during a bath which does things like promote muscle relaxation uh for your sore muscles and we put them in foot baths for people who are on their feet all the time and um and that's a lot of anecdotal evidence right and i want to say up fucking top i am not uh diminishing anybody's personal experience with epsom salt i have used it plenty of times for for sore feet um and various other and and i'm just saying i'm reading to you what i have found i am not a doctor i am not bashing If you have used it on your skin conditions and it has helped, I'm just telling you what I saw. Okay, so I saw a lot of stuff about Epsom salt being pure, I don't say purely, but mostly anecdotal in nature. Because scientific studies on Epsom salt have yielded pretty mixed results. So mixed doesn't, mixed results doesn't mean bad results. Mixed results doesn't mean, hey, it's a lie when people say that. Um but it it is sort of like hey here's these studies that show that like uh the in uh, the magnesium like it might be absorbed like it it looks like it might be but like we need more info to definitively say yes is is the vibe so Epsom salt but but let's talk more about the the uses that you can use it for uh Kind of aside from that, what people traditionally use it for today. So muscle relaxation and pain relief. It is said that the magnesium soaks into the muscles and reduces inflammation. Uh, and that is how that is said to work. Foot soaks, again, same thing. But also, some people um, will use it if they have conditions like, or if, I'm sorry, if they're prone to conditions like athlete's foot, um, even though it, it does not um, it does not have... Uh, like antibiotic properties, I did see that there are mild antiseptic pro- properties that could contribute to some helping of, of some mild skin conditions, right? But I don't, nothing I saw was like, use this to cure a fungal infection in your foot. But if you are prone to it, it's definitely like hot water and soak in your feet and the proper hygiene and stuff is going to contribute to a um, a less than favorable uh, environment for for that to grow uh other skin conditions psoriasis eczema any kind of inflammatory skin condition uh again this is said to be mildly anti-inflammatory everything that i saw was like epsom's it's not like a big bad bitch busting the door down it's got like it's more um, a maintaining from from again from what I mm. saw uh, but in situations where preventing infection or preventing the worsening of certain skin conditions again that eczema and, and what have you um, it, it can help for something that you do at home you know uh, minor wounds abrasions things like that things that you're probably not going to go to a doctor for but you don't want to get worse however there are sterile like um, there's saline solutions that are Probably going to be better. There's other things that you can do at home. Eh. Anyway, uh, constipation relief. People still use it for that. Uh, and that is that is that. That is something that is completely non-disputed anywhere that you go. That it will make you shit. Uh, ingr- to- ingrown toenails, which was kind of out of left field for me. Um, but apparently, again, it's like, is it the Epsom salt or is it like the warm water? Um... But it seems to have some kind of that reduction in inflammation to help at least at least hurt less until you can get to a doctor. Um, A big one is baths. Epsom salt is a huge addition to baths for stress reduction. To of course make your muscles feel better, but it also a lot of a lot of these things have been um, added added to things like. uh, uh, what one I my to say, like bath salts with essential oils in them, yeah. and
0: Bath bombs. That's, and stuff I like I use them a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and like the I love the smell of like the Doctor T. That's salts. what I'm thinking. Like, the do- yeah, they're they're fucking yeah. great, you know. And a lot of them, you get that aromatherapy aspect. Uh, I use them, and I think, and I don't remember for sure, but I feel like if you're going for the magnesium benefit, because we do absorb magnesium better, or like better through the skin. Mm-hmm. I think it, it magnesium chloride. I want to say, and I don't know if I'm right, but like you can get flakes uh, and you can use those, which Rachel actually sent me some flakes uh, for my, for my, for my, as a gift for my birth. Um, Speaking of, Rachel, uh, the episode that I did with two Geminis and a Leo is out oh nice go listen to it nice 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 if you want to listen to Teresa tell me why i do the things i do and listen to us uh, shoot the shit over there uh go do that good little Tunes uh was fun aquarius time. season treat speaking mm-hmm. of
1: aquarius season yeah, uh this uh macy will be 30 in in like a few days so everybody everybody like, like two, two days. days let's hop on uh let's hop on a happy birthday macy train toot toot uh, let's see. <laughs> Detoxification. Detoxification is a word that gets thrown around. One might say too much. However, again, the scientific evidence supporting the idea that Epsom salt detoxifies you through a stimulation of like, or through stimulating uh, your detoxifying organs and pulling things out of skin. You know, however, um, it is... Limited, we'll say. However, magically detoxification—we'll get into that later—and I think that carries more of a punch. This is one of those things. Epsom salt, as I'm finding out, I, based on the the research that I have seen, and blah blah blah, I'm probably going to move forward using Epsom salts as more of a magical ingredient. I will still put it in beds and stuff, but I don't think I will give it the same amount of like, I got to put this in everything. If my skin's weird, I'm going to... You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That's just me. You do you. Magnesium supplements in plants. Let's talk about gardening. So, big one. Magnesium yeah, that's is a crucial for plant growth uh, because it is involved heavily in chlorophyll production, which is, of course, essential for photosynthesis. And... Because it seems to be mm-hmm. um, even better for fruits, it, it, tomatoes in particular got a reputation for really benefiting from Epsom salt, and they do. Um, it 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 uh, will help with magnesium deficiency related issues like blossom end rot. I'm not sure what that is, but if you're a gardener, there you go. Uh, and the way that y- it is best to do this is to dissolve some in water and apply it to the soil around your plants. Now, it doesn't have to be your tomato plants. It's just gardening with Epsom salt and tomato plants seemingly go hand in hand. But you can do it also for
0: it goes it goes really well with tropical-based house plants, uh, like like peace lilies um, or. Uh, uh, God, what is the other yeah. one? Uh, a lot of tropical when they plant- yellow, plants that grow in yeah. rainforests and shit like that. Yeah, they yeah, like they like that. They want that mag man, and so I've I've had pretty good luck with that as well. Palms, they, uh, Majesty palms,
1: palms. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. I was thinking about about your palms. If they start to have some yellowing. It's probably a, a magnesium thing. So try it out. Uh, but you can also do it on flowering plants, and it, you know it will help the flowers for more show like. The more beautiful your roses will look. So tits, you don't even understand. Mm. Uh, now it is said that uh, sometimes people will use it in a spray, any kind of misting of of a any kind of humidity loving plant that likes a good spray. Again, I'm thinking your tropical plants, a good little mist. You can also add this, I guess, topically to the leaves. I don't know if topically is the right word, yeah. but you know, what I've I mean. never tried it. Um. And from everything, from all other kind of your front lawn, if that's your thing, shrubs and trees, a little bit of Epsom salt can be applied to help improve those magnesium levels. But again, if if you're looking for something specific, please do a little more research on it um, because I am not a gardener. I am just telling you the layman's opinion. So uh, oh, oh, and I did see that when transplanting your seedlings or your plants, adding a little extra Epsom salt to the planting hole is believed to promote the strong root development it needs and to reduce transplant shock. So that's cool. Um, I remember the first time I heard about shock in a mm-hmm. in a way for plants. Uh, Mama, I was at Mama and Papa's and they were in that house on Church Street. You know the one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Papa was out doing something to the yard. I don't remember. I think it was like red tips or I, it, it was plants of some kind and he had just transplanted them and he was watering. And I he was telling either me or my parents, it's a fuzzy memory, but he was talking about how it's important to water a lot because they'll go into shock.
0: Yeah, and that you just, water them
1: in. It just just seeped <laughs> into my brain. It stuck. Yeah. And, and it's just it's one of those memories, you know, that's like about three seconds long,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I just it just pops up sometimes. I'm like, oh, gotta, mm-hmm. every time I transplant, do anything with plants, it's just like you gotta you gotta water. It's gonna you gotta it's water gonna it and shock. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the metaphys now. Magic purification is big here. So while the purification of the body may be up to uh it needs more looking into purification in a magical or spirit or spiritual context, uh, is huge, especially when we incorporate it into a ritual bath. Now, okay. I'm listening. Um, sorry, I paused there cause I had to burp, but I didn't want anyone to hear, but now I'm telling you all. So, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. So here's some ways that you can use Epsom salt to, uh, detoxify magically, purify magically, uh, cleanse. You can use it even as a protective barrier. A lot of this has a lot of crossover with table salt, I've noticed. And I think a lot of that is what we have put onto it, um, which does not make it less powerful, in my opinion. Yes, uh, something's inherent ability is important and cool, but I also think what we put onto things is just as powerful sometimes. Um, So... In a lot of places, you can kind of use Epsom salt as a stand-in for salt. Anywho. um, Oh, I think I forgot to say. uh, I skipped over it in my notes. The whole thing about absorbing uh, is it will absorb moisture. It's good for absorbing moisture. Excess moisture. um, Not necessarily odors or anything like that. But if there's like a super musty... You know, if you got like a – if you're, you left your windows open in your car or something like that, it mm-hmm. wouldn't hurt to like toss a bag of Epsom salt in there because it's it's pretty cheap. You know, um, if you don't go for like the fancy stuff, if you just get the mm-hmm. Epsom salt, it can kind of help with that uh, on a mundane level. But it does transfer over to our spiritual level because uh, we can – salt is – it's believed to have this ability to absorb negative energies. And when used in protection rituals, Epsom salt is thought to absorb and neutralize harmful energies uh, or prevent them from affecting a practitioner or space. So it's really good in setting up your magical area, casting your circle, purifying your room before rituals, stuff like that. Um, perhaps if you do it right, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you use it, uh, it, it might keep the old hag from crawling into your body while you're not in it.
0: You know, you always kind of want thing. to watch out for that. It literally never hurts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it can only do good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> symbolically, it can um, represent purity um, and protection. So it can be a stand-in for your. Uh, whatever you're putting in your protection jars or whatever you're doing for your spells of, of things like that. Uh, if you want to create a barrier of it, use it in the same way you would salt, you know, perimeter of the room, on the windowsills, things like that.
0: Uh, let's see.
1: Do, 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 Sometimes in my notes, I say the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too, brother.
1: Uh, Use it in your spiritual cleansing. And this goes back to the bath thing. Obviously, we can turn a bath that we're like, oh, I'm using this for the um, for the magnesium and it's helping my muscles. But you know what you can also use it to help with? Cleansing your body of any kind of grody little things that have been perhaps attached to you, maybe sent your way. Maybe you've put it upon yourself. A good old self hex is always uh, something I got to watch out for. Mm. and uh especially if you if you you ritualize it you know d- maybe dispose of this water after it has sucked all the bad shit out maybe mm-hmm. dispose of it you know mindfully maybe you could uh i don't know you could dump it outside or you could use it to maybe use th- i don't know if this is gross but maybe you could use it for like your plants or something um and kind of see as releasing of that negativity that was sucked out of you as a returning to the earth plants and the earth have this wonderful ability to take shit like that and not pump them back out you but to change them you know and to <laughs> feed off of them in a way that they are not hurt by and with that i have uh i have made uh a little purification and protection spell using epsom salt that isn't a bath because so much of this stuff is like bath, 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 bath. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great. But it's pretty self-explanatory. So I want here. Here's what you're going to get. Get yourself some Epsom salt. Get a small bowl. Get a white candle. Get a black candle. Get a, I need a crystal. Get yourself a quartz crystal. <laughs> um, at the basic level, if you're more advanced, get uh, a crystal maybe that's tuned a little bit more towards your purpose here. Uh, a pen and paper. Now, create your space. Use some of that Epsom salt to perhaps make your perimeter or just have a separate little collection of it there to keep yourself protected and keep yourself grounded and um, uh, spiritually connected. You know, just purified. Uh, And then you're going to write your intention on this piece of paper. Again, piece of paper at the basic level, if you want to step it up, Maybe maybe like a bay leaf or something. I don't know always try to be clear and concise you know uh, you can write you know uh i protection home protection you know i don't know whatever you're doing then you're going to place the little piece of paper or leaf that you just wrote on uh in the mm-hmm. bowl in front of you and you're going to light your candles white for the purification and black for the protection. You're going to have the Epsom salt right in front of you um, and have it sort of take the energy from these two candles. Okay? So we're we're talking these three they're in a they're in a row. You got candle, Epsom salt, candle. You know what I mean? All laid out in front yeah. of you. Let those energies from the candles, let the flame burn up, go into the Epsom salt. We now have this Epsom salt that's charged with purity, protection. And then lastly, I want you to burn that little piece of paper on top of the Epsom salt. And then when it's nothing but ash, you're going to mix it into the salt, this charged salt, and let it soak everything up that you just wrote let it take it. It's going to purify it and it's going to protect you from it. And it's going to just chew it up and spit it out and it's going to be better. And then I want you to speak an incantation if you would like to, okay? Um, Which can also just be what you wrote down. But then what you're going to do, you're going to carefully drop the uh, ash mixture, get rid of it in a um, what's the word? A responsible manner. Okay? We're going to express some gratitude. We're going to mix our shit up. And then when it's complete, we're going to dispose it mindfully. So bury it in the earth. Scatter it in the wind. Uh, if it's a particularly bad thing, if you're trying to like cut something that has been tied to you, flush it down the toilet, my dude. Um, mm. That is a, a favorite of mine, uh, flushing... Yeah. Flushing something down
0: the toilet because it's... I got to be real careful. And if you're on septic, brother, oh yeah, gotta yeah, watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, now I'm not talking like golf balls
1: or anything, but sometimes the power of writing something out on a, on a little, a small piece of paper and putting in the toilet, flushing it—so much symbolism for me. But that's me, uh, and that's Epsom salt for the second time.
0: There it is. Hey, I don't think I talked about like any of that shit. So. Uh, I okay. think this is really okay. good. I, I stayed way more in history, dude. Uh, that was a right. real big historical episode for me because I could not believe just how actually, no pun intended, batshit insane it was. Like it yeah. was just shit, Lots and of- I couldn't believe it, and I I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> deviate from it.
1: <laughs> it's hard to when you when you learn about uh, some of those things. It's it's hard to yeah. It was hard I, to get yeah. When you shit.
0: learn that there was a giant classy shitting party going on every yes. weekend. Like, you gotta, you gotta chase that lead. You just have to. Well, how many times do you, how many times do you hear that? A classy shitting party. Uh, yeah, it's like the one, oh, have you been up to Epsom Springs yet? Like, oh. that's,
1: that's the vibe. I've never felt
0: cleaner in my innards. Oh, God. I, You know what? Do you think How many, Culpepper? how many couples, how many couples met up there? How many, like, people met their wife shitting, yeah next to them in, a, in bush. a bush
1: yeah yeah you were both there in your, like victorian clothing God. knowing that you're about to strip down and go shit in a bush and you're like you know at,
0: waving your handkerchiefs at each other or something yeah you just need to go commando those days like the thought of getting all those bloomers and layers and shit off when you know you gotta go to the bathroom and it's coming for you no, like no, no, just no. just go bare bones underneath that big old dress nobody's gonna know I mean Who's gonna like judge you in, when they're shitting in a bush? I mean come on. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what?
1: The dress might help, actually. It's like in Bridesmaids when she shits in the street. And it's just like a like a tent around her and you can't you know, you'll be gar it'll be a um uh a private a private affair. When everybody else is out there ass cheeks open flapping to the wind, spewing everywhere, you'll be in your cute little tent. Having a squat. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Having a squat. We've lost so many people.
0: Uh, we've already said this is not the episode that's going to win us anybody. This is okay. this is <laughs> not good work. So it's okay. <laughs> when <laughs> when will we do an episode that it,
1: it it's... You know what we need to do? We need to come out and do like our next episode or something and it be the first time listeners, like a start
0: here episode we should do that at some point granted nobody's gonna listen to it every time so many people i talk to they're like oh yeah i start with episode one it's like god damn it like i fuck i i which i work backwards anytime i find a new show i always start at the beginning and then work Mm. backwards because i i always like to know where they are now and then i'll go back
1: See, I'm in the middle. I will listen to a few of the most recent ones just to see if it's like something that's going to be up my alley. And then I'll go back and listen to it and be like, OK, I know that no matter where they start, they end up as something that I would continue listening to. Yeah,
0: I guess. there's no Well, and I'm also just kind of a prissy to... bitch. And I like the oh. better audio quality. I when it, it mm. and I say we had shit audio quality, but like I usually no. every podcast's early episodes are kind of like that rough uh blown out quality and I've just gotten so, so fussy about it.
1: I think it was great. We shared one snowball microphone between the two of us. It was cute. Yes,
0: yeah, sitting on the floor in a room that's like five foot by eight foot. Adorable. It was adorable. It was. Sweet. We burned little <sighs> chime candles. That was the first time that I had ever been or ever burned a chime candle. Oh my god. Yeah? hmm Huh. Yeah, I remember we did yeah. a we did a little spell. We should
1: mm-hmm. we should do that again.
0: Yeah, we said we were gonna do it every time and did it once five years ago. <laughs> we set a precedence that has not stopped. We did we set we said a lot of things we were gonna yeah. do.
1: But oh, yeah.
0: hey, you know what what you know what hasn't stopped? This show. So this good enough. Absolutely.
1: And you know one of the big reasons this show hasn't stopped? Patreon.com. Our like wonderful the reason. slash Will Podcast. Uh, you can be a part the of And the reason podcast. is oh. y'all. And the reason is y'all. Oh, you're saying y'all. I get y'all. It, it's all y'all.
0: all you patrons. Hey,
1: all uh, you patrons. You can- hey all you patrons won't you listen to me you to can me. join us for simply captivating our secondary podcast where we talk about relive to you and sometimes roast popular culture right now we are doing mm-hmm. milf manor uh you wow. can have contents uh at, you can you can have contents there you go Goodbye, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> you can streams. have contents
0: your body is full of stuff <laughs> you
1: can you're welcome to contents uh listen if you have a an email you would like to send us whether it be a spooky sewed entry remember to put spooky in the subject line advertising inquiries we podcast at gmail.com we have a facebook which amateur hour we have an instagram that we were
0: called out for today (laughs) i know i saw it i was like (laughs) shit (laughs) uh we don't post very often we're not Mm. very good at it uh yeah. I don't think about it and uh I so we don't think we don't do it very often, but what we do we do? It'll sort of slaves to social media. We're authentic and wow. real. Don't you just love how much we're just making excuses for ourselves this entire episode? Yeah. We've done yeah, it the whole yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Really this is reminding real good me of stuff. Very, again,
1: our very our very first episode when we were like, you know, making it everybody's problem. Whether or not they listen yeah. to us. Uh yeah. <laughs> we have a, a mailing address, P.O. Box 865,
0: Canton, Texas, 75103. What else? I don't know. I gotta go check that box. I haven't checked that box in a hot minute. So if you've sent oh anything over there, know that I haven't seen it yet. So oh geez. <laughs> we'll go we'll oh. go get it. Um and and and, and see what's in there. P.O. Box oh. 865. Oh god.
1: Canton C (laughs) for cat. Wow. I was going to say calithropic, but I don't think that's
0: a word. Oh, but it sounds official. I would have believed you.
1: Mm. Mm. Calithropic.
0: And you would say, what's that mean? And
1: I would be fucked.
0: That's when you lie, bro. Uh, Just lie to me. Okay. Make it up. I have your permission.
1: I will move forward with this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We will see you tomorrow on SimCap for you SimCapians, uh, and we'll see you next
0: week for you. W- thank you, you worms. That's not an insultful thing we say. You worms. Oh, it's a sweet thing. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you, you worms. I have worms. Do you? You <laughs> ringworm. I've had a lot of ringworm. I've had so much ringworm. I could give you a talk have. on ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> Your next topic yeah <laughs> oh okay. god okay goodbye i'm gonna leave now and go for a walk with my mother oh yeah how's she doing
1: on the florida keys
0: challenge she's doing good she's making her way across one of the big old bridges so she can get to her first island she's really excited nice. about island living yeah once she gets <gasps> to once she gets off the big long ocean bridge and gets to oh. gets to her first part of the keys yeah she's gonna get medals too yeah, yeah? She's going to get a medal, too. And in case nice. anybody cares, I am still staying ahead of the Nazgul, despite mm-hmm. the rain, which was why I mm-hmm. went and walked yesterday, because they're coming for me always. Um, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm 2.3 miles ahead of the Nazgul, over a quarter of the way through the Shire, bro. Bree ain't got nothing on me. I'm coming, I'm oh, coming for Bree. I'm coming yeah. for you. I'm coming for you.
1: Well, wonderful. Bri. Keep us updated yeah. on that. And with yeah. that, we'll see your asses tomorrow. You simp cap assholes. We're coming for you, you with you MILF simps. Manor.
0: I like, the, I like simps. Mom! Yeah. Mom!
1: We'll get to see Gabriel do more of his Jim Carrey routine. I want to see Gabriel.
0: I don't want to see Gabriel at all.
1: <laughs> I want to see nothing. I feel like I had a dream about Gabriel, but I don't remember it. I just, I just know Gross. his lanky-ass, greasy hair was there. He would invade a dream. Yeah. Be yeah. Pushy enough. Without asking 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Her. We got
0: to get out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye we'll see you next time. We'll be better next year.